welcome to the Property Manager Podcast. This is a big one, folks. The season finale of season three, episode 23. And of course, I'm here as always with Fred Tracy, Rachel Graham, and Rachel Palmashano. Hey, everybody. Now, today we have an extremely special guest with us. Some of you may have heard of him. Some of you may have seen his, his recent articles in Business Insider, Forbes, and you know we, we, we know him well. Chris Litster, SVP of Buildium Property Wear in Kigo. Welcome, Chris. Hello, everybody. Yeah, great to have you here. Uh, really, really excited. Uh, you know, this is becoming a little bit of a tradition. I think we had you last time on here for the finale of, uh, of season two. Yeah, I remember well. We're in a little <laughs> different type of situation, but I remember it well. <laughs> Sli- slightly different, uh, <laughs> I'd say. Um, so let's get into it. Well, when the pandemic started, you know, a lot of us thought it would be clearly a shorter ordeal. So, you know, I, I, I remember guessing that it might last around three months and things would start to rebound to normal. But, you know, as we were just talking about, that's not what happened at all. It's, it's been about a year, believe it or not. And we know that property managers are used to handling challenging situations, and this isn't any different than that. Uh, that said, the past year, it's, it's been hard. Uh, most of all, it's been difficult to keep our balance and a strong culture at work, but there's been so much growth in the property management industry for those who have figured out how to best adapt and lead their teams to continue to deliver value. And of course, Chris, you know how to do that. Now, in this last episode of season three, the grand finale wanted to make it a good one. Uh, and so we're having the whole crew, you know, throughout the whole episode, of course, Rachel and Rachel and Fred. W- with that said, let's let's jump right in and, and, and talk about this stuff. Uh, now, you recently published an article in Fast Company, Chris, on leadership tactics um, that you're letting go of. Could you tell us a little bit about that and why you wrote it? Yeah, most certainly. So first of all, it's great to be back. Great to see all of your faces, even if it's in a 2D world again. Yeah, we published it because we saw that there were some things going on um, that from our remote work reality, some things and some impacts that it was having on the team, uh, having on me personally. And wanted to talk about some of those tactics and share share them the, our thoughts with the world. There were some things that I saw that weren't working, some things that we were doing that I I didn't think was working were working, and there were also some new things that I thought were working that I figured we'd want to talk about. And then just on a side note, I have the very first edition of Fast Company up in up in my attic from God, I think it was like ninety one, ninety two, and uh, when I had the opportunity to. Um, get published in Fast Company, we we jumped on it. So it was kind of a bucket list item for me. So bucket list plus something that's really important in my mind right now of what's going on, figured let's go for it. In the office, I always see you jumping around from meeting to meeting and you just are a very upbeat person, high energy. How has leading teams changed over the past year? What are some of the mistakes that you've seen? It was funny because at the beginning, and like you said, Tony, you know, we thought we were going to be doing this for three months. That was actually kind of the, you were, I think you were the longest, the person that said we're going to be out the longest. And here we are coming, uh, coming up on a year, right? And when we first started this all, there were these mistakes that I actually made thinking that I had to have the answer all the time. You know, here I was, I needed to be the rock. I needed to bring everybody together and make sure that, you know, okay, next week we're doing this, or we're going to go back to the office in three months or what have you. And the reality is what I, what I ultimately found out is I was kind of pretending that I was having all the answers because nobody had all the answers. And when I finally 
you know, myself and our leadership team finally just said, nobody has the answers here. So why are we pretending? Let's just, you know, we can still be a rock to the, to the employees and you can still do that. But you can also admit from a vulnerability perspective that we don't have all the answers. We're plowing through this all brand new. And, you know, that's okay. Because there's, a, by doing that, that doesn't mean that you have to forget who you are as a company, right? There are important actions that you need to take. You need to remain, keep on with traditions. You need to keep on with the, the rituals of, of what you have done historically as a company. And, and we continue to do that, right? With our general business reviews and parties and get togethers um, and sharing all of what's going on with the business and being transparent. But when it related to COVID and when it related to the pandemic and what's next, that's where the vulnerability really had to come in and say, look, we're in it just as much as everybody. You know, I'm sitting in this office for a year working from home, not being able, as you said, I was always around walking all around and that interaction with people uh, is what really kept me going. And I'm in the same boat as everybody, right? So I think the biggest thing is just realize, yes, you can still be a rock and you can still help people, um, but you don't need to have every single answer because you don't. So Chris, yeah, like you said, you're the, the rock at Buildium, you're our leader. So how do you calm people's fears and communicate stability, um, especially when it's clear that no one really has the answers? You know, it's interesting. Um, I think there's many examples uh, not in, you know, in personal life, in business world, in non-business world, where people avoid that crucial conversation, that crucial statement of, I don't know. We'll find out. And I think there is a fear that by saying, I don't know, will then induce fear in people. And I truly think the reality is that the opposite is true. I think when you try to you know, fabricate an answer for which you don't know the answer, and simply because you don't want to go to that potential place of people first saying, oh my God, Chris doesn't have the answer or Kim doesn't have the answer. I think you actually create in a weird way fear because people are, you can tell if you're not genuine, you can tell if you're fabricating an answer, right? And so for us, the answer has not been avoidance, right? This idea of avoidance, I think, leads to all of this kind of ripple effect. It's the idea of, hey, you know, I'm right there with you. I have those same questions. We're working to find the answers. We will attempt to find answers, but right now we don't have the answer. And I'm going to be transparent with you, right? We're not, you know, our schedule is a little different this year as far as how the plan comes together. Our ability to give you a uh, concrete answer of when are we going back to the office and what is it going to look like? I don't know. And I think that is, in a way, that has helped bring us together uh, throughout this year because most certainly, I think even more so in this type of an environment, if you try to fabricate an answer, you you come across very quickly as not being genuine in my in my point of view. Yeah. Yeah. I love that, Chris. And I think that, you know, when you're talking about how how a team interacts and communicates, one of the things that you've you've passed on to us is like, well, we'll we'll figure this out. Like we're doing this podcast right now in a different way. We're producing it in a different way than we had in the past. We figured it out. And we figured it out by just truly understanding our situation, being on the same page and just having that transparency and just that sort of team attitude. Like, we'll just, we can get through it. <laughs> 
you know? And, and so I think just being flexible is so important. Now, my next question for you just deals with that moment uh, when it finally sunk in that we were going to be in this for a while. So when, when the reality of that extended pandemic finally sunk in, like, where did your mind go? What did you think about and how did you feel? I think back on it a lot because I can remember it. I don't know if I remember the exact day, but I remember the exact feeling. And it wasn't easy, right? Because, because as we said earlier, you know, we thought it was going to be a couple of weeks, maybe a couple of months, but then all of a sudden it was like, oh no, we're going to try for September. Oh, we're going to try for October. And oh no, the numbers are going up. Boston was a period, it was a place where the numbers were pretty dramatically rising. And it felt like we were in, you know, in the thick of it, right? Yeah. What really for me was a turning point was, you know, I have three boys. My middle son um, last spring was a senior in high school. And, you know, it's again, kind of what we just talked about. They were asking, you know, we were all asking what's going to happen with graduation. What's going to happen with this. And the communication just wasn't coming out. And it wasn't, it wasn't, I don't know. It was, Oh, you know, it it just wasn't satisfying uh, the answers that we were getting until pretty close to what actual graduation date was, the answer was, there's not gonna be a true graduation. We'll figure something out. We did have ultimately something, you know, deeper into the summer, beginning of summer that I think was pretty satisfying. But that realization that everything, all the norms for my son in a senior year, last, you know, last semester senior year, were just gone. That then made me start to think, wow, there's a lot of things that are just gonna be different that we are going to need to adapt. And we did adapt and we did change, but that first realization where you had to let go of what pre-COVID norms were, it was pretty hard and pretty emotional. And, uh, and the good thing is that we have a situation and we have a reality and I think at Buildium and at RealPage where I was able to show those emotions to my leadership team and just being like, I need help. Because this is big. This is bigger than I thought it was, not only on the on the work side, but also on the personal side, right? Uh, I needed I needed that help from folks to to allow me to be vulnerable and allow me to and help pick me up. Yeah, that, that's that's amazing. And really, when you think about those milestones in our lives, I mean, everybody remembers their high school graduation, throwing their hat far up in the air, and you know that's a moment that you don't forget in your life. And then you you look at uh, the generation that's going through this now, and you just have to wonder, it's like, well, they, they just, they had a different experience and, and, uh, you just, I would imagine you, you hope that, uh, that they come out on the other side. Okay. Um, because of all this, the, this trauma that they're going through right now. And, you know, I remember seeing a huge parade of cars, like in our neighborhood for a graduation that happened and being like, yeah, this is definitely different. (laughs) Well, that's exactly what they did in my town. Now, and he'll remember that, right? And that, so, you know, it's like I said, it's that first initial, like, oh man, you know, those things are gone. Now we have to adapt and the town adapted and he will have memories that will be unique. And hopefully that will, you know, those will be those things that 20 years from now, he's like, oh yeah, I remember my graduation was a car parade. Right. Ask, ask granddad about the, what 2020 and 2021 was like, right? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> so, um, so on to the next question, what has struck you uh, most about how property managers have handled all of these unpredictable conditions? Yeah. And it's been great because I think the, their ability to adapt quickly has really been just 
in my mind, is just like amazing. And, and in my eyes, amazing because, you know, everyone, obviously the whole world has had to, had to adapt on the, on the turn of a dime, but property management really has right away. They work to understand how can they change up their processes in a distributed world, right? In a work from home world, their employees had to work from home as well, but yet this is a relationship-based business. So how do you maintain that, right? And so very quickly, this idea of, as well, the human side. So here at, you know, at Buildium, we've been talking about the importance of relationship uh, with your residents and with your owners and with your vendors forever. We've always felt that you know, the ability to really take advantage of the Buildium platform will, will not give you back more time because you can't add more time to a day, but it will allow you to free up time to, because your operations will be more effective and efficient. Then you can focus on what matters most, and that's the relationships you have with your key, you know, residents, with your with your owners, and with your your um, service providers. Well, COVID forced that, right? And so the human side of this really came through. We saw property managers really being creative around how they could get closer, figuratively. Uh, with their residents in this work from home, work remotely world, and they they did some really creative things. They've used they've used Zoom to create community with their residents. They've obviously, I think, also amped up their adoption of things like resident portals and some other technologies, which helps build on the relationship that they have, but in a more automated manner. And, you know, as part of that adopting, and we, we didn't know what to expect going forward. We didn't really know what their mindset was going to be. And, you know, historically, yearly, annually, Buildium has done our survey. And we were so happily surprised to see that when we asked about their outlook for 2020 and into 2021, three out of four property managers said they, their outlook was one of growth. So despite the pandemic, despite all the changes that they needed to put in place, despite them finding their way in this newly, you know, this world that they had to figure it out, they didn't have all the answers. In the face of all that, they still had three out of four, 75% of them still had an outlook that they said they were looking for growth. Just pretty amazing. Yeah, it is. And on that note, what are some of the unexpected benefits you've seen play out of this? Yeah. So, and this being COVID, this being the pandemic. Yeah. So what else, what other, this is there as, you know, in the past year, right. Um, so the, there's, a, there's a number of them. One, um, interestingly enough, because we are now in this whole work from home, living on zoom and Microsoft teams all the time, we see a fuller story of all of our, of our colleagues. Um, because we're sitting in offices, we're sitting in kitchens, we're sitting in rooms that, you know, pets and animals jump on, we, we hear children in the background, we see children run in, we, we essentially have a view into someone's whole life now, because that barrier between work and non-work life has come down. And I, I truly think we're richer because of it, because I can understand some of the, you know, the realities of, you know, having kids home, remote schooling, um, parents trying to juggle their their jobs, at the same time, 
unexpected things obviously happen from you know, being impacted directly from COVID. And so, you know, that, that to me is probably one of the better things that have come from COVID. I think I have, in a strange way, built on my relationships that I have with many of the, of the buildings throughout our whole uh, employee population, because I've learned so much about them that, to, that historically was just dark to me. I didn't know, you know, Fred, I didn't know that you lived in a place that has a huge brick wall. I think that is awesome, right? <laughs> um, and so I think this, this more human picture really helps us all to take a step back and really appreciate um, what it is to be a productive person, not only in business and at a company, but also in non-company time. That barrier no longer exists between those two. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I mean, one of the things that this just brings up for me is the the video that we recently like put out there. You know, the, those emotional notes uh, of everything that we've all been through, and especially property managers. Uh, so, if you haven't, everybody out there listening, if you haven't watched that video, you know, definitely uh, like go onto our YouTube channel and check it out. Uh, we'll make sure that there's a link in the description here. Um, because that's really how we feel about about this past year. That just boils it down into, you know, a couple minutes. Uh, so we, we'd love for you to watch it if you haven't. So our team knows how big Buildium is on company culture and team activities. Chris, what are some ways that you've helped keep the Buildium culture alive and well while we've all been remote for almost a year? Yeah, it's a great question. And it's really interesting because, you know, <clears throat> there is... There has historically been, as part of the hustle, this idea that, man, you have to have the best office, you have to have a ping pong table, you have to have a cold brew or whatever uh, to make a great culture. We had it all. We had that, but that wasn't our culture, right? <laughs> no. And so that all that stuff went away, right? Mm -hmm. And luckily for us, I think because we realized that that stuff was just, that just made our days better, but that, mm -hmm. didn't, that wasn't our culture. Our culture were the traditions. Our culture is the way that we regard employees. Our culture is the fact that we don't believe we can be successful without having the most loyal and happy employees. Um, and we want, um, we want Buildium to be a place where they remember working forever. And so it's much deeper than just the physical things that you provide. Mm -hmm. It's those traditions. And those traditions we kept up. You know, we've had historically one of those traditions was, uh, you know, the company get together in the summer with beach day. We turned that into a virtual week, as well as uh, giving back to the community. One of our big cultures uh, items is, is the MS bike ride, the Escape to the Cape, um, where we've had historically, you know, upwards of 80 folks ride a two-day event, 150 miles. And, you know, two years ago, before the pandemic, we raised something like $125,000. Last year, uh-oh, what's going to happen? It became a virtual event. We didn't know what was going to happen. We still had something like, I think, 30, 35 buildings. It might be a little bit high. Maybe it was closer to 30. Participate in a one-day virtual event, many, you know, many on some stationary bike of some sort or riding outside in their uh, neighborhoods. Uh, and we still raised $44,000 for, for multiple sclerosis. So awesome. You know. It was amazing. And, and it's not only the day of, right? It's leading up to it and how so many buildings were still involved with figuring out, you know, what was the shirt going to look like this year? Uh, raffles to help build on the, the money that, were, that we raised. 
And, you know, hopefully this year we'll be able to get back out there right now. I think it's going to be a one day in-person event and hopefully we'll, we'll have again a number of people, but it's, it's those traditions that we've adapted, but still maintained. And the whole idea as well is you know, we've brought on, you know, we brought on more buildings this year uh, than we did or in 2020 than we did in 2019. And the way that we look at that is every single one of those buildings they're not culture fits, they're culture adds. They, they themselves strengthened our culture and they themselves helped us drive more closer to realizing you know, that ultimate of living into every single one of our values perfectly, which we know we'll never get to, right? You'll never perfectly live into every single one of the values. But every single one of those new buildings helped us get, in, you know, get us closer to those stronger values, which then drive our culture. Um, and, you know, so it's traditions and all the new buildings that came on helping us make our culture even stronger. Wow. So more buildings hired in 2020 than in 2019, still like $44,000, uh, of a fundraising effort of one of our, our most important fundraisers. What other data or metrics are you using to measure, uh, our team's health in a quantifiable way? Yeah. So like I said, one of the, we definitely think not only team health, but also business health is the idea that we hired more buildings last year than the previous year. Right. Um, the other one is, is not a, uh, let's say, uh, it's not a quant type or a numbers based type of health check. It's actually a health check. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is you, we did it, we did it in person all the time, just as we walk through the office, hey, you doing okay? Hey, everything going all right? Hey, how are you feeling? How are you doing? Um, it is, it is the on the onus of every single manager, uh, every single uh, leader, every single executive within this organization to be actively reaching out uh, via Zoom, via Slack, via however, to check on people, to make sure that people are okay, and to have those conversations simply for the fact of having a conversation to make sure that people are okay. That has led to some great conversations. That has led to some interesting, you know, uh, things that we've helped people with um, when we found out, no, I need a little help or no, I need this, or can I do this? Or um, I, I just need some time off, right? That was the other thing, time off. When the pandemic first hit, our paid time off, we we have unlimited paid time off here at Buildium, but even, uh, even as part of that, our vacation time went to pretty, much zero. People stopped taking vacation. And so huge health check was when are you taking your vacation? And you need to take vacation. You need to put your laptop flap down and shut off and go on vacation. Even if vacation means you go into the next room for a week or you don't go into your home <laughs> office for a week. Right. Um, you know, so that was another key thing of watching the paid time off and and gradually that started to come up. It's not at the same levels as it was. The other thing is just the work day. You know, you could obviously work morning, noon, and night in this in this reality. And so, uh, working with folks to make sure that uh, they maintain some sort of normalcy around what a work day looks like. And then finally, we have historically, forever, done employee engagement surveys. We didn't know what the first survey was going to look like post pandemic uh, when we were in the thick of it, and. You know, we take not only the survey and understand the results of the engagement level, how our employees are feeling, but from that, we also put actions against the the numbers. 
And um, we were pleasantly surprised this year. It most certainly engagement level went down slightly. I was probably one that from a, I'm, I'm always a glass half full per- person, but I thought this was not going to go well, to be honest with you. I thought the numbers were going to be much more dramatic. They weren't, which was great. So that was nice to see, um, again, that a, being able to adapt level. And then we put action towards it again. So those are the, those are the areas to make sure that we're staying on top of, of the health of the organization um, and living into one of our key pillars of employee pride. So Chris, thinking about the someday when the pandemic is all over, um, what are what are some of the words you might use to describe this time? What are some of the memories that you'll carry with you? And I guess, actually, that's really a question for, for the whole group. So-and-so, you're on mute. Like, how many times a day do you say that? Oh, gosh. Uh, jokingly, we Can say you it. <laughs> we, you know, jokingly, I say it when I'm in my, in real life, if you will, when my son, one of my sons will be talking. <laughs> and instead of so-and-so, you're on mute, I say, I wish you'd go on mute. Uh, <laughs> You know, the whole idea of Zoom, like, I, I question, it'd be interesting to see what happens post-COVID, like, are, are cell phone-based or mobile-based conference calls dead? Uh, right. you know, like, would, does that, will those even exist? Like, why wouldn't you just jump on a Zoom? The idea of, you know, you know, you know sorry, I was just finishing up on another Zoom. Like, it's just Zoom to Zoom to Zoom, you know, <laughs> Zoomers, uh the, the Brady Bunch, you know, the Brady Bunch grid, which I age myself. Someone like I was just on another call with some new buildings and I referenced the Brady Bunch grid and I saw people look at me. I'm like, do you know what the Brady Bunch is? So I definitely age myself when I talk about, you know, living in a, a, a Brady Bunch grid world. Um, I don't know. What are you guys, what are some of your, what are some of your thoughts? Mine's just been <laughs> having my fiance in our one bedroom apartment, listen to all my <laughs> calls. Still not really understand what I do for work, I think. (laughs) Speaking of memories, this is the grand finale of season three. What were some of your favorite moments and conversations you had, Tony? Well, I I think you're going to guess this this one, but uh, I definitely loved talking to Alexander from Upkeep Media and and nerding out on SEO and marketing. Uh, Of course, that's that's an easy one. Talking to uh, both, you know, Anthemos and Allison from Zumper was a lot of fun. Uh, that was a more recent episode, so I really like that one. You know, to to try and grasp what what the future of leasing is even going to be and how this accelerated is. I thought that was super interesting. Um, you know, this episode I, I'd say is pretty good too. <laughs> yeah, if I be diplomatic, I'll be diplomatic. I think you know, the whole idea that we kept this up. During the pandemic, we were able to adapt and still have a great series and great a great season this year. Um, despite you know we're making you know we're making light of some things. You know this has been a tough year for a lot of people personally, professionally, globally. Like, uh, but I think this is it was really important that we that we kept this up, and I think it was really important that we are able to showcase uh, in many of the episodes the reality of of property management in 2020. Um, yeah. If I was pushed, I would most certainly say, yeah, this one in the the last <laughs> the last episode of last season two, because I don't know, yours truly. <laughs> Shameless. <laughs> well, that yeah, I mean, and and uh yeah, I can't believe we we did it. We got through it. Uh as we as we always do as buildings. And for everybody out there watching, you know, thank you for watching, thank you for listening. Uh 
and of course, as we start thinking about the next season, which <laughs> who knows, who knows what what that's going to look like these days, right? After after how, how 2021 has started. But, you know, we're going to keep doing it. Um, and so I just want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. That just about does it for us, folks. Season three is in the bag and we hope you all enjoyed it. Yeah. And and as we plan our moves, you know, let us know in the comments what your favorite episodes were, what topics you like the most. And if you have any other ideas, definitely chime in. Um, not sure it'll be another pandemic and we certainly hope not. Uh, and until then, thanks, everybody. Thank you, Fred. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you, Chris, for joining. Uh, yeah. And uh, we will uh, see you on the flip side until next time. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Buildium's The Property Manager Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you like what you hear, leave us a rating on iTunes. The Property Manager Podcast can be found at buildium.com slash podcast. If you'd like to be a guest on an upcoming episode, reach out to us at podcast at buildium.com or on any of our social media accounts. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.